Some of you in the room right now, you are where you are. You're giving 60% when you have 120 in you. Why? Because you never made a decision. already there. Your problem is this is stuff you don't want to give up to go. Listen to me. Power for power. Any agent in the room. Power for power. Motivational speaker. Power for power. Entrepreneur. Power for power. Athlete. Power for power. Weightlifter. Power for power. Whatever you do, I guarantee you when you do it, nobody can do it like you do it. The problem is you don't hardly do it. Welcome back to CFB Nation. I am your host, Nino Brown. This is CFB Prime. And I got a special guest, my guy. One third of the craning company, uh, one of the best, uh, not even just college football podcasts, but sports podcasts in general. And they've been dibble dabbling a little bit of acting on the side there, you know. <laughs> but uh, my guy, Jake Crane, how are we doing tonight, bud? Man, I'm doing great. The, the best third of the three, the, the middle <laughs> head of the Hydra. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's great to be with you, man. And uh, great to see you down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. It's like our uh, annual get together. Um, yes, but now, man, just uh, excited about, you know, going on into the, the new college football territory that we're entering. That seems to change like on a on a daily basis. Every 24 Nuts. hours, it's something new, right? I feel like the portal's Nuts. never going to end. <laughs> you know, the window. No, it, it's not. It's just, it. <laughs> yeah, co the coaching portal, too. It never ends. No, not at all. Um, All right. We're going to, you know, you know, the drill. Answer rapid fire real quick. Give me uh, an answer to one of these five questions, each one of them, four words or less. All right. Okay. The Vols will finish in the top blank next season with, with Nico. 15. Ooh, I think, yep, top I 15. It. I love it. All right. Will Caden Salter be in the Heisman Finals? Like go to, go to New York? Yep. No. Okay. Billy Napier will be the first coach fired in 2024. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Harold Perkins Jr. will be the first defensive player selected in the 2025 NFL draft. No. That one's spicy. Julian Lewis is better than any prospect in the previous three classes. Ooh. Look, Nino, I mean, <laughs> there's some D linemen in this class, man. Like, I'm 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 looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to this upcoming class, especially now that juniors can play at the senior bowl. I thought right. that was such a great addition. I thought it obviously added so much depth to to an already deep event. So uh yeah, I, I don't think that's as crazy as what some people might think it is. All right, all right, all right. Let's get into something that they just announced today, officially announced it. Uh, I think it's probably one of the biggest highs ever in Boston College history, but Bill O'Brien is um, announced today as the head coach of BC. Do you believe it's the biggest hire ever? Um, which O'Brien will have more success in the end, Tom or Bill? And then I got a couple more questions to ask you in regards. Yeah, you know what this feels like to me, and I know there are different circumstances. This feels like when, uh, and, and this isn't a knock on Ole Miss basketball, <laughs> but like Ole Miss basketball getting Chris Beard. Like okay. it just, this this crazy storm of events had to take place for it to happen. Uh, and and not saying that I think Bill O'Brien is too good for Boston College, but I think Boston College is definitely a six walking around that somehow pulled an eight and a half from the bar home. <laughs> you know, the, the Golden Knights. 
Yeah. You know, where you where you break the code, you you break the matrix. No, look, and and you know, I like some of the weapons that they return. I think Halfley was smart, honestly, making the decision that he did. Mm -hmm. But when I look at what Bill O'Brien's gonna be able to bring to a guy like Castellanos who's coming back, they have some pieces around him. Uh we watched him run a lot of RPO stuff with Bryce Young. So you know it's in the repertoire, even though he's a more pro style guy that's obviously been in the NFL a long time. So look, he's gonna put Boston College in a great position to win. The question is. And, and I will always have this question, whoever outside of a couple guys takes a job like Boston College or Wake Forest or a job like that, how well can you recruit? I'm not saying can you get one or two guys that can sneak around and go to the league, but can you do something like Louisville does, right? Can, can, you, can you evaluate so well that you're able to put a roster together every three to four years that can really make a run? And look, with Brom at Louisville now, not to move the goalpost, hell, it may be it may be a little bit more free, uh, frequent than every three to four years. Yeah, I, I, would, I was surprised. I mean, in one year one, it was like, all right, well, it's on and popping for Louisville. Now, with, with, with you know, with BC, there were comments made um, when he was at Alabama to a quarter about a quarterback that's got a similar style as Thomas Castellanos and Jalen Milrow. When he told him to go switch positions, do you think we could have a little bit of head button uh, off the rip, or you think it's it's kind of he's learned this lesson? O'Brien is going to take what he's got. <laughs> Well, look, I, I think you're sitting in a little bit of a different chair when you're at Alabama you, <laughs> as opposed to Boston College. You know, you're not working with the same canvas. Right. You know, our opportunities. Oh, man. You know, Jalen Moreau, maybe it's not going to work out because, you know, we have, we have you know, Christ kid coming in to play quarterback uh, n next year. But at Boston College, you got to kind of paint with with the colors that you have, right? Uh, and and when you look at, at a team – you know, that's, that's going to be kind of constructed like Boston college. One of the advantages they can have is the quarterback's ability to run. It kind of evens everything right. out. Right. And, and I'm not talking just RPOs or just zone read action. When you run that, that true quarterback power or that power read, if the quarterback is the one running the ball, you can truly get a hat on a hat. So right. Bill O'Brien's got to play to every strength he has. And, and listen about the Jalen Milrow comments. It, it's, I've been a part of those conversations. I coached Division One football for over half a decade. I, I've got to know the context of the conversation. Like you, you've only heard one side of what was said. And look, some guys, and I'm not saying Jalen Moreau made this up. I don't think he did. But some guys need to be able to to bring things to motivate them. I mean, we've seen some of the greatest of all time manufacture mm -hmm. adversity, right? I mean, hell, Kirby had everybody had tried to have his team believe, and they were going seven and five when you know. <laughs> <laughs> the Avengers put together. So, you know, I, I think you're in a different boat, but I, the context of that conversation without me being there, I, I needed to see how it went down. I, I'm, I'm with it. Um, is there a chance that, you know, what are they going to do in this late portal sweepstakes? Like not this, this one that hasn't closed yet, but is there a chance they could strike gold in this that small late window? I mean, it's going to be tough. It's I, the way I kind of look at it is it's recruiting, right? Uh, right? Like that second signing period. Some guys are good enough where, where they can wait it out, but they're very few and far between. If you've got a guy jumping in the portal during spring, most likely something didn't go right, right? He didn't win the job. Or maybe they brought in somebody else to compete with him at a spot. And maybe he didn't want to do that. So you're kind of limited. It's almost like the what I call the second are the late signing period now in recruiting because signing mm -hmm. days in December. So look, th that doesn't mean you can't go out and steal a guy. The real question is, is anybody at Georgia state worth taking right now? Cause Auburn <laughs> already got Robert Lewis, you know, with, uh, <laughs> with, with their coach headed to South Carolina. Uh, now their 30 day portals open, but 
listen, this um, I I think Bill he's made lemon lemonade uh, out of lemons before at Penn State with that whole situation, uh, and at Boston College, I think it's something where uh uh the the goal uh, the, the Eagles fan base better be pretty excited. Yeah, I, I think I'm liking how he's building the, the, the coaching staff. Right, they just brought in the gentleman from uh, the DB's coach from uh, Washington State. Right, they brought in the guy from from the Patriots as well, Lewis. I believe they brought him in as well. So, like, doesn't doesn't bringing in guys from the Patriots just make sense for Boston? Yeah, abso- absolutely, hundred percent. And the fact that he made the statement saying today in the press conference was they need to build a wall around New England and start recruiting all the good guys in New England and bring them to Boston College instead of letting everybody else steal our guys. Yeah, well, all right. Well, there's three of them. Where, where, are, the, where, where are the other guys going to come from? Yeah, well, hey, well, at least keep the ones that we got, right? Hey, I know. I'm just messing with you. you know? I, got, I, got, I know there's good players up there. There's just a lot more concrete than grass up there, so a lot of them are hooping. Yeah, I, I agree, but with the fact that Dante Reno was down the road in Connecticut, right, and he's going to South Carolina, we couldn't get him at BC when we have QB problems. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Maybe if Brian was hey, there. I yeah. like Castellanos though. I do. I like I like Castellanos. If they scheme him the right way. Well, let's yeah, not, he's got let's some talk. he's got some witch in him. Yeah, like, yeah, he's got that Madden t- trigger to him. You know what I mean? He just clicks a button and good luck trying to get him, you know? Yeah. He just uh, he just does things you know that makes you say wow, and then other yeah. times you're like, you know, Uh-oh. it's either ow or wow with that. Yeah, guy. yeah. Um, but I just gotta scheme scheme it right. Let's not throw plays yeah. 30 yards downfield when the guy can't really throw the deep ball, you know? For sure. But all right, next topic I want to talk about, and it seems to be uh, a reoccurring issue with, with everything going on. And I seem to say, like, now college football is a stepping stone, right? It's not like the fallback, the second option for the NFL. It's like, all right, I'm going to go here and then I'm going to go get the bag. Uh, Ryan Grubb to the Seattle Seahawks as the OC. And like we just said, the college football coaching carousel never stops. We get to see who the offensive guru really is. Grubb with the ball. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, the, the first thing you said, I, what I find interesting, and, and I talked about this on Cranian Company, is like I think one of the one of just the, the weirdest narratives out there is they're like, everybody's like, oh, no, with NIL, man, all these college coaches, they don't want to coach college no more. They want to go to the NFL. <laughs> they want to do anything but coach college. And they're like, oh, look, Jeff Halfley went to, left me in the head coach at Boston College to be the defensive coordinator at the Packers. They're like, oh. Oh no, you know, look, look, this, this Ryan Grubb is going to the NFL. This is what I laugh. This is what I laugh. Now, co- college coaches have been going to the NFL after they did really good forever. Like, I didn't see anybody panic when Pete Carroll or Jimmy Johnson or Barry Switzer or Urban Meyer or Nick Saban. I can go down the list of, of coaches that have won in college and then tried it out in the NFL. Steve Spurrier. The right. NFL is the highest level of football. I don't see y'all getting pissed when somebody goes from AAA to the majors. Like we're acting like, oh, my God, he wants to go to the NFL? This must be the worst. Oh, college football must just be burning down. No, that's not the case at all. At all. I mean, you got in at Wink Martindale's coming back to Michigan. Right. That doesn't mean the NFL's going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> but at the end of the day, what, what the things that we should be talking about is in, in the coaching realm. And, and I'm going to get to your Kalen DeBoer answer in a second. But, but I want to make sure your, your audience hears me when I say this. One of the the most interesting thing that's happening in the coaching world isn't guys going from the from college to the NFL or even the NFL to college. It's these new paths or this new path that's being created where a group of five head coaches, whether they be on the hot seat or not, are taking coordinator jobs at the power five level 
right? And and then trying to get that power five jo job through that as opposed to the old-fashioned way where you go build up a group of five, then you leave after the group of five is built up. And it's not just guys that are on the hot seat, right? It, it's not just Sean Elliott mm -mm. at Georgia State who's going to be on the hot seat next year. Sean Lewis was doing just fine at Kent State. Yeah, I mean, that, that, man, that man was doing wonders while he was at Kent State. Hell, they hung around with Georgia for four quarters, believe it or not. And he took the OC job at Colorado. Yep gets demoted during the year, and then gets the head coaching job at San Diego State. Then we see Kane Womack, head coach of South Alabama. Kane yep. wasn't in any any trouble of being fired. They didn't live yeah. up to expectations this year, but Kane was definitely doing good things in South Alabama, and he takes the defensive coordinator job at, at Alabama. Now, the Chip Kelly thing was an anomaly. I just think that was a circumstantial thing with what was going on at UCLA. But I say that to say I think we are seeing, and we already saw with the Big Ten and the SEC, the dominoes that start to fall of the separation mm -hmm. of the group of five and yep. the power five. And I think you're seeing some of these group of five coaches uh, jump ship to the power five because it's happening in all different circumstances. But Kalen DeBoer, to answer the last part, Kalen DeBoer is an offensive mind. I'm not worried about the, the system. Talking to him down in Mobile, he talked about they're going to tailor the system to their personnel, which is smart. That's what smart coaches do. So I feel like you should you know, have to coach at least two years of high school before <laughs> you do anything because you have to adjust to your personnel. You don't just get to go out and really pick them. Um, but losing Ryan Grubb hurts because he allows Kalen DeBoer to do all the other things. Now, that's not saying that Nick Sheridan won't do a good job. I think Nick will do a good job. But it's one thing that, to be the backup singer and, and then the lead singer goes out and you got to go up there and lead singing. Your vocals probably aren't as good. They're not bad. You know the words, but but they're not as good. So they'll be fine. It just takes away from Kalen DeBoer being able to be uh, the best version of a helicopter parent as as a head coach. No, I don't know. I, I, I'm with. I, I like I like the lead singing, kind of like you know when Van Halen swapped out David Lee Roth, you know, and, and brought in the other guy. You know, it's that was no, not the same, but it can still work. Yeah, look, like some guys can can sing cover really, really good, really, really good, <laughs> right? But then all of a sudden you find out they're lip singing, and it's not really as good as the real thing, and then you're pissed, and then you you know wonder why you spent that $17, and what are you doing walking around downtown at 2.30 in the morning? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I love it. Speaking of, uh, 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 of you know, walking around on, on 2.30 in the morning, things coming out of nowhere, well, Herb Street, like, it, foul play with Dylan Ryan, like, I, I think uh, – he backpedaled faster than Homer Simpson mean with his initial comments, right? He was into the bushes. Oh, man, no, nah, dog. He's he's Cooper DeJean with that backpedal, dog. <laughs> yeah, he was um, out. No, look, I got a lot of respect for Kirk Herbstreet. I, I really do. Number one, the, the dude grinds as hard as anybody. I mean, speaking about doing the NFL in college, man, that guy's uh, on every night. Yeah. Um, My first thing is I'm Kirk Herbstreet. Like, I'm texting Dylan's dad like, man, damn, why'd you have to tell them that? <laughs> Like, well, why'd you have to tell them that? Right. Like that, if if that relationship's really like that, as close as what they were saying, my my boys wouldn't go out there and, and tell no. ESPN in an interview that, hey, because you know what's gonna happen, right? And I don't think it was some, you know, scripted event, you know, because we're in into talking season now. Right. But like if I was I mean, you call me up and, and you're like, hey, man, you know, it's, it's and I'll say this. It's not like Kirk told him to go to Ohio State. Because <laughs> if it was me, if it was me and Dylan Riola's dad called, I'd have been like, oh, uh, man, Nebraska. I don't know. But I, look, I heard what Auburn's got cooking down there. <laughs> yeah, something yeah. you really need to look into. So it's not like he's said right. Ohio State is alma mater. But, you know, look, everybody has biases, right? Uh, I mean, everybody, you know, it kind of talks to people in a personal setting different. I just... Again, like I'm, I'm throwing the the friend flag on that. 
Like, like we got to call You got to, we got to go just officially review what's going on. Cause now, now I can't tell you anything. Exactly. I thought that was a confidence on the side, you know, and now you're airing me out. Yeah. It's like, what? Now I'm at Applebee's and I'm wondering, you know, what underwear that you, you know, <laughs> I just said, I look up and oh, oh, there you are talking about. There, there you go. Is it cotton? Is it something cool? I don't even know about yet. <laughs> briefs, you know, you know is yeah. It briefs. Is it great? Well, I thought we were in the trust tree. <laughs> yeah, you know. Now here's one other question and, and I'm not trying to you know knock the kid, but it's, it's got, a, it, it's kind of a little bit of a red flag to me. Cause you know, he, has he got trust issues? Like, you know, like a 50 year old lady who's been on her seventh husband. Like what's going on here? You got three different committals of four different high schools. What's the deal? Look, I, I just need to know if, if any of his teammates showed up to his birthday party, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like that's, it's really got that vibe to it. Right? Like, listen, yeah. I don't know the kid personally, but I need to know, you know, when he, when he hangs out with the boys, like is, is, you know, is, is, is he, is he one of them? I mean, you've moved a lot of high schools. I understand I, I transferred to high school one time, but I mean, you look at the amount of times that he's moved, the amount of times that he flipped and, and mm -hmm. I'm working out for him. I just don't think that's a good precedent no. to set. I mean, it's, it's, no. you know, it's, I, I judge you based on your actions. Right. And he's obviously bounced around. We'll see. I mean, some guys bounced around a lot and, and it worked out. It just, I tend to find that it doesn't work out nearly as much with guys that bounce around like that, but we'll see. He's talented. Yeah, he's talented. We'll we'll have to see. All right, this is a this is a new one. I'm gonna bring out here. I, I can't wait to see your answer on this one. Talking quarterbacks and all this stuff. I want you to give me your college football quarterback, Mount Rushmore. Like of all time? Of all time? Give me the four. Give me uh. Give me Cam Newton. Woo! How many is on Mount Rushmore? Four. Yeah, I believe it's four. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, so give me Cam Newton. Give me Johnny Manziel. Give me money, baby. Talking about college. Yep. I got to go Tebow. Okay. Yeah, one more. Chisel them out. Then give me. Give me King Burrow. Joey, huh? Yeah. All right. All right, I'm not and not my homes, man. Like to to me to be on Mount Rushmore, you got to win something. Right. Like all those dudes won the presidency, like they won something. You know, Joey B's got that natty. There's a lot of great ones out there, right? Yeah. But like you got to win one. There's I know Johnny Menzel. He's the only one that I have on there, but that didn't win one. But I mean, Johnny Overbaker. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, for he, sure. He had a little more flash to him, huh? Yeah, give me give me Johnny Manziel. Anybody that can do what he did to Bama when they were like that tight Bama. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's that's mad respect. All right. I, I love it. All right. Now we're gonna close it out with uh one last thing. We've talked about Mobile top of the show and how um, it's kind of like our thing. Uh, every year we get to go there and, and meet up and talk shop. But uh it was just two weeks ago, about three weeks ago. Uh, give us uh one player, offense or defense, that you think uh Mobile ignited the hype train for this player. I got a guy, I want to hear your guy. Man, Quinion Mitchell from Toledo is pretty good, dude. Um, I you know, I th there was there's a lot of hype for him coming in. And I yeah. think sometimes when you are from a place like a Mac, you know, they it almost helps you sometimes. I know it's gonna sound weird to people, but like if you're one of the chosen ones that they're hyping up coming out of that group of five, it can almost be like a weapon. Like it, because everybody loves like an underdog story of a guy that shines at the Senior Bowl. You know, a guy that I watched uh, th that I really, really liked was Ricky Pearsall. 
Okay. Um, you know, I thought Lad was good. I worry about Lad's health. Uh, Ricky, to me, he's just he's not the best at anything, good but man. he's one of the best at everything. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Like uh, uh, the nuance in his route running, right? He's fast enough. He's strong enough. Mm -hmm. He can get off press. He can play inside and outside. I think he's a more capable blocker than what people realize. But his mental capacity and the way he's able to set up DBs and understanding how to press leverage. And, and you can tell his IQ is very high. Uh, he's, he's very instinctual for spacing, which is a DB coach used to scare me to death. Some guys can just feel the space. Yeah. And once they develop that chemistry with the quarterback, that's when you know they start murdering you. Uh, but I, I thought he was the complete package, man. I was really, really uh, in, impressed watching him. And then Darius Robinson from Missouri. You know, you realize these guys are big, mm -hmm. but some guys, some guys just wear six five different. Yeah, um, yeah. That dude it looks like a. I mean, he looks like a refrigerator. Like, but he can bend. I my question was, how well does he bend? I was watching him go through the defensive line drills, watching him run the hoop, watching him go through the bags. Uh, his ability to play with good leverage at that size is something you don't find. And and I I thought he was in good shape. That was another thing. You know, I thought his his I'm trying to say this the best way I can. I thought thought his body looked good. Um, <laughs> you know, I I thought he uh, he wasn't carrying around any bad weight. So yeah. he's a guy I thought I think really helped himself. All right, I, I'm with that. Um, uh, like I said, Mitchell, I feel like is like. The easy one, right? Because he had the buzz coming in, and then right off the rip, they won probably first rep, knocking that ball down. Everybody's like, ooh, and then it just continued to grow. For me, I'm going to go with a guy that, you know, the school didn't have really a good year. That the coach got fired because he's an idiot and, and likes to lie to players and, and on it. And uh, Will Rogers didn't do as well as Thor. I'm going to go with this guy, Nathaniel, <clears throat> excuse me, Watson, linebacker yeah. out of Mississippi State. He was one of the guys defensively for me that every single day he just got better. Like, Start off the day, uh, the first practice was kind of like just going through the motions. As, as the practice went on, he got better. The next day, he was locked in. The day after yeah. that, he was causing chaos in the backfield. Like, I watched him um, pass pro drills. He was running through uh, the running backs. He had no problem. Uh, and he had – it seemed like he, he got some coverage skills in, in Mobile. He wasn't known for being a, a great coverage guy. He mm -hmm. was just all over the field at a high motor. Uh, I, I just think he's going to be a guy that's going to boost his stock uh, coming out of Mobile. Yeah, yeah. Okay. To stay at the linebacker position, I I think Peyton Wilson's a guy I'm really excited about. Uh, to to watch him, he's he's thicker than what I thought. Um, he it looks uh, not that he's uh, he's kind of wiry, right, right? When you look at him, but you talk about instinctual, and I mean he yeah. beats you to the spot. He runs well, but he's he's so good. He has such good vision in the box. Quite, he kind of reminds me a little bit of of Briscoe. You know when they used to put Briscoe in the box, but but he's bigger than he is. And then uh, the the linebacker out of UTEP. Uh, oh, Trice Knight. Trice Knight. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I tell you what. Yeah, that's my dude's guy. Gonna, uh, dude's going to play for a while. He's just yeah. a guy that all of a sudden you look up three years from now, and he's, like, playing for the, the 49ers. Mm -hmm. And you're like, dear God. Yep. Like, it, you know, this guy's just running through guys like a like bad chicken. Yeah. But uh, and th then you look in the secondary. Phys Physical-wise, I know I talked about Darius Robinson. Was there a more impressive physical specimen? at that whole senior bowl that wasn't an offensive or defensive lineman other than James Williams from Miami. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. That, dude, that he's guy is like a linebacker. He's like a, linebacker. Guy, he's like a small forward, Nino. <laughs> a linebacker. Yeah, yeah, I thought the dude was going to go get a rebound and start this fast break. <laughs> 
That dude's got like, hey, him and think about it. It's him and Kitchens in that secondary. Did that, and you wonder why Miami? You're like, God, Lee, man, Miami's still in this game. I wonder yeah. how. <laughs> yeah, that's because well, because exactly. these creatures are out here running around, and he can he can open his hips pretty well. He's gonna be a down safety, right? He's gonna be a strong yeah. a guy you can put at nickel. But oh, even yeah. rushing the passer, I mean, good God, oh, good luck. He's longer than a Harry Potter book. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, the guy I liked in the secondary that kind of opened my eyes. I kind of was. I saw him a little bit, you know, in the season, but he's not. He's a local guy, but he's a Rockets, so it's not really the thing. Was Max Mellon? Like, yo, he can play yeah. everywhere. Got that special teams, you know, skill to him. But like, he can play in the box. He can play in the slot outside. Like, he just he can float. And he's hooked to your hip like a carabiner. That 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 dude don't don't get anybody get easy reps. So uh, Melton climbed the board for me. No, no, and who is? Uh, let me ask you this, you know, Nino. This is what I we always talk about the guys who are like, wow, you know, like look how big this guy was, how well he moved. Who were who were some of the guys that were like even smaller than what you thought? Because I got three that were way smaller than what I thought they were, or what 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 I thought they were going to be. He's my person. guy, but Spencer Rattler was a little small. Dude, that's one of mine. That's one of mine. I mean, oh, buddy, bald. Yeah. I, look, I love Spencer. I think Spencer's a great story. Yeah. But man, he's he's short, no, not yeah, short, short, but like Jacob, on TV, he looks that camera angle's helping him out. Jacob Cowing. Holy moly, bro. Like, I was eye level. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, listen, uh, the two guys, Cody Schrader's a lot smaller than what I thought. Yeah, but he's wide. Dude. It's just he's well, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah he is a member. I'm trying not to be disrespectful, but like uh, wide, I guess. Like he would be, <laughs> yeah. you know, the biggest member of the Lollipop Guild. Yeah. That's yeah. what, like, yeah, Isaiah Davis was bigger than him, dude, right? Yeah. Dude, dude, Ray Davis is another one. But see, again, at running back, you can get away with that. Yeah. You can get away with that. I almost want that. Like all of a sudden you put in behind like that thing from Marshall that was playing guard. Oh, no. Ethan Driscoll. Bro, <laughs> bro, that dude, that dude, when that dude stood up out of his stance, like I had already figured out three ways to escape. Like if something went down, like if he just lost, like lost control. Hey, Jared Wiley. From from TCU, oh, I needed a ladder to interview the guy, and then it couldn't have been a three step ladder. I needed a full ball ladder. Tree, yeah. absolute tree, yeah. dude. There were some good looking tight ends, man. That dude from Minnesota is an absolute just oh, oh span forward, right? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I mean that dude's just put together by just like fireplaces. Bro, hey, hey, your brother's question of is he more handsome than Sam Hartman? Yeah, that, I, that I, was I, the I funniest myself. thing. I almost spit my whole drink out as soon as I oh, saw dude. that clip. Blaine just like we interviewed, like we were interviewing all the players, and at some point, like Blaine would always ask him, like if they thought Sam Hartman was better looking than he was, and uh, it was because he is. I mean, Sam Hartman's way better looking than my brother is. Um, but like that hurts him personally, so it was it was fun as his older brother to watch the hope leave his eyes every time he'd ask. They a question. tried, they tried to help him out, you know, even a well, couple. Well, yeah. one of the guys we coached, Kyrie Jackson, said yes, just because he's nice, and then Spencer. <laughs> Rattler said yes because he's a, yeah. he's a good dude. Peyton Wilson was like, uh, yeah, no, dude, yeah. Peyton Wilson was like, listen, like, man, no, none of us, you know? none of us yeah. are better looking. Hey, speaking of Peyton Wilson, I, I love it. Like the fact that he can this year showed that he can run with tight ends, right, and, and cover them, and running backs coming out uh, out of the backfield, and the health concern was kind of gone, right? Two years of having yeah. season-ending injuries. I, I think he's him and, and Cedric Gray, although Cedric Gray kind of backed off a little bit for me at the senior bowl, but I like them as, as the most well-rounded backs in the class, but you know, we'll have to, yeah, wait. the injury concern is something you always got to think about, but yeah. I, I think those are, those are two guys that are going to have a chance. 
Yeah, I'm with it. Uh, my guy, I appreciate you. I know you're a busy man. Um, let the people at home um, know where they can find your content, what you got coming on. Definitely. Nino, was always a good time uh, coming out here and chopping it up with you, my friend. Uh, yeah, look, if uh, you watch your shows, the easiest place is YouTube. Uh, it's Cranny Company, C-R-A-I-N and Company. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. We go live each weekday morning, 6.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. Central. We have live calls and a live chat. But if you can't catch us live, that's okay. First off, I forgive you. And second off, it stays up there for, you know, until the, the meteor hits. So, uh, but now, you know, it's always fun. My wife made uh, some Reese's cookies. So oh, I'm about to go down there and nobody needs to look me in the eyes for about six and a half minutes. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. I got the black rifle hat on. I know that you, you guys got. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Promo code booster. There yeah, it is. Right. There it is. Boom. Hey, it's CFB Nation. <laughs> CFB Prime. Blow the damn whistle. We're out of here.